1: Special everybody. It is it is good to be back at Ikar. It is good to be back. I was in Israel for Passover, um, the whole holiday, which was like I, I I feel so grateful to my team for making that possible to just step away for a week. It feels like a, a and, and I feel a special gratitude to Chatan Sammy, who I hear led an incredible seder, uh, second night seder, in 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 uh, while I was away. Um, it was it was a it was a real privilege to be there. It felt like a privilege to be back in the land of Israel. I had not been there for five years, which is the longest I ha- have not been there since I since I started going there. And I, you know, I felt like during this um, this this time of, of 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 restrictions on on our movement, I felt like I understood a, a little bit, just a taste of what our what our ancestors have felt for 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 hundreds of years dreaming to be able to go to Israel, but not being able to go. Um, when I, when I, I went the first time to Israel when I was 16 years old and I spent the summer with my aunt uh, on a Moshav and, and I, spent, I ended up spending years of my life there going back again and again uh, for university, for, for yeshiva. Uh, I worked there and, um, and I felt again this time as I, as I always do, some deep sense of, of belonging, and, and also like, like I don't fit in there at all. Um, I, you know, I tried for so long to crack the code of Israel, you know, I broke my teeth, I learned the language, I know my way around, but in the end, I'm not Israeli. I, I, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm American, I'm Californian, I, 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 I'm, definitely, I'm definitely a Jew, that, that's my primary identity. And I, and I thought a lot about my Jewish identity there. I, whatever else Israel is, it's a collection of a, of a lot of different kinds of Jewish identities. I spent most of the time with my aunt, again, uh, she's, she's sort of the wise elder of our family. And, and we, would, we would talk deep into the night, every night, we would learn together, we would, she would share memories family history, and we would debate, we, we tend to get into fights and it gets heated, you know, because we're Jews. And, and she's, she's such a Jew, she's so Jewish. Um, but, but the core of her Jewish identity is, is, is so different from mine. She's been for decades immersed in, in the study of the Shoah, of the Holocaust. Um, research and, and conducting interviews and making films, she's gone back to Poland again and again. Um, And it's not academic for her, it's it's personal. She's so desperate to unearth the world that was lost. And she, like like many, sees a Jewish state as, as a majestic response, the only really viable response to that loss, the only thing that'll keep us safe today. So her Judaism is about preservation for what was, and now the survival of the Jewish people moving forward. And mine is not really. I mean, I don't know. I'm just from a different generation maybe. Uh, I, 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 it's also who I am though, just by temperament. I'm not so rooted in history and nationhood and peoplehood. I've always been a, a bookish lad. So it was the Torah that I fell, fell in love with. It, the text, the, the tradition of study. Speaking of study, I went to visit a, a good friend of mine from my university days, another, another bookish lad, who is now a professor of literature at Tel Aviv University. He's one of these frighteningly brilliant people who were just born for academics. And he's a text Jew as well, but but not my texts. He's a a hardcore secularist. Uh, And like a lot of secular, lefty, Chiloni Israelis, he is not into the Jewish state. He's completely disillusioned with the Zionist project. In fact, I, I just described him as a text Jew, but he actually basically said he doesn't feel Jewish at all. He, he identifies as, as an Israeli, strongly identifies as an Israeli who happens to be of Jewish ancestry. And here I am, a Jewy Jew of, of mixed ancestry actually. And it isn't really a question for me of ancestry at all because I've always been driven by, by a religious impulse my Jewish identity is, is really rooted in, in God and Torah and mitzvot. So you would think maybe I would feel the greatest kinship, the greatest shared sense of identity with my Haredi cousin, who I went to visit in Harnof, an ultra-Orthodox neighborhood in Jerusalem, where I once studied in yeshiva. Because his Jewish identity is also rooted in God, Torah, and mitzvot. And, he, and he's a lovely guy, great guy but the worlds that we reside in are totally incompatible. The Jewish path that I've chosen since my, my Harnof days is totally trafe to that community. Where do I work, they ask? You know, the, the woman rabbis, the, the gay marriages, all the stuff we, we love around here. <laughs> but most of all, the embrace of modernity, the active attempt to intersect with all the cultural influences of this world and learn from them, to absorb them, to honor them. That's anathema to the Haredi world that so much of my family lives in. And then there was my cousin's husband, Eli, who made Aliyah from the Ukraine when he was a teenager. And like many Jews from the former Soviet Union, he's deeply, proudly Jewish, supports the Jewish state, absolutely, but very, very secular. And then there's my other cousin's husband, also named Eli, but is from a Moroccan family who's deeply spiritual, almost mystical, deeply traditional, but not really at all observant. And on and on and on, so many Jewish identities surrounded me in this one quick trip. And so I must say, I left Israel feeling a little confused, wondering what about, what about this, this question of Jewish identity I have to say. You know, what really unites us as Jews when so much divides us? What is it that constitutes Jewish identity? So one of the classic answers to that question uh, is found in this week's Parsha, in Parshat Achrei Mot, and it emerges from a verse that uh, begins chapter 18 uh, of Leviticus. B'nei speak to the children of Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God do not copy the practices of the land of Egypt in which you dwelled and do not copy the practices of the land of Canaan to which I I bring you and do not follow in their ways. That last phrase especially, do not follow in their ways has been taken up by rabbinic tradition as a mandate to avoid cultural imitation and assimilation. Maimonides, in his masterwork, the Mishneh Torah, codifies the prohibition with his usual precision. He says, We do not follow the ways of the other nations and we do not imitate them, neither in dress nor hairstyling nor any other such things. As it says, Do not follow in their ways. So Jewish identity by this logic is forged by maintaining some degree of cultural distinctiveness. But what forms that distinctiveness? What, what makes up Jewish culture? And how separate do Jews have to, but how, how different? Is, is a three-piece suit somehow un-Jewish? Is a ponytail a Gentile custom? This seems rather extreme. But in many ways, that is the Haredi approach don't copy their ways. I have a cousin actually, who once got in trouble sent home from yeshiva because he wore blue glasses. They were not black. He was, he was like trying to be cool. Don't be like them. He got go home and get some black glasses like the rest of us. And actually, that echoes a famous passage in the Talmud that says, if the Gentiles wear red shoelaces and the Jews practices to wear white shoelaces, then you should die before putting on red shoelaces. Now, I'm not a Haredi hater. I have a lot of admiration for that world. As a, as a vehicle for cultural preservation, there's, there's real strength in this approach. But I've never been able to get totally on board with it myself. And it's not just because I like blue glasses and, and red shoelaces, but but it's just, it's just not enough for me as, as, as a form of identity formation, as a belief system is powerful, but it seems like a negative formulation of identity. We are what they are not. But that's not enough for me. That's not what I'm looking for when I, when I seek my own identity. What am I? So is there a positive formulation of identity in, in Jewish tradition? Let me share with you a remarkable one from a, a, an often radical thinker, Rabbi Sadiq HaKohen, Rabbi Tzadik, not our Rabbi Tzadik, but, but Rabbi Tzadik HaKohen, a 18th century uh, Polish uh, thinker from Lublin. And he says the following, Ikar Yahadut, the essence, that's our word, Ikar. Ikar Yahadut, the essence of Judaism is Bekriyat Shem Yisrael, the calling out of the name Israel. So if someone has only this merit that he calls himself Israel, die, that is enough. There's positive Jewish identity. It's just saying I'm Jewish, claiming it. That's enough, he says, die. Now there's great power in this approach as well. In fact, it reminds me of the Daniel Pearl story. Do you remember that? It was 20 years ago, 2002. Um, He was a journalist for the Wall Street Journal, and he was captured by terrorists in Pakistan. And he was eventually murdered in in gruesome fashion, decapitated. Uh, But before he was, he released a video that became very famous. Um, And he said in the video, my name is Daniel Pearl. I'm a Jewish American from Encino, California. And uh, my father's Jewish, my mother's Jewish, and I'm Jewish. That's what he chose to say. In his last message to the world, and it was extremely powerful. In fact, there's a term for that in the tradition. It's 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 Kiddush Hashem, Kiddush dying alpi Kiddush Hashem, died sanctifying God's name, or in this case, died sanctifying our name, Israel, Jewishness. It's powerful. It's powerful because it is, it was an act of resistance, an act of great courage. When we are suffering persecution, it means a lot to say, I am Jewish. When other people don't want you to say it, to say it out loud, that is a powerful statement of identity. But outside of this very extreme situation, just the average person seeking a Jewish identity, is that enough? There is identification there, but is that enough to constitute identity? In our everyday lives outside of persecution that that also feels to me a little thin so i want to offer just one more formulation of identity in honor of of israel and and one of the great accomplishments of the israeli project um, which is the revitalization of the hebrew language and and the credit the, the lion's share of the credit goes to eliezer ben yehuda and um, he had to, uh, you know, put together the words of old, but also to come up with all kinds of new words. What is the, what's the word for electricity? So he picked chashmal from the book of, of Ezekiel. So what word did he come up with for identity? Zehut, right? An, an identity card in Israel is a tudat zehut. It's a very common word now, but you won't find it in any of the ancient literature. It is a new word it is made up of the word zeh, which means this, and then the suffix ut, which turns it into a noun, like like ness in English. So identity is is thisness. And there's something powerful about that formulation. Identity is formed not just by saying, this is who I am, but by calling something out and saying, this is it. This is what I am about. This is what in my Judaism I care about. This is my passion. And my aunt has that. And my friend has that. And my cousin has that. And I think I have that. But they're all different that's or, or this is. I said I, I left Israel feeling confused about the question of Jewish identity. And I'm, I'm still confused. I, w- I would have to be. Judaism is simply too vast to be translated into one identity. Mordechai Kaplan said it well when he called Judaism a civilization. A civilization is vast. It has religion, it has culture, clothes, food, language, art, music, activism, politics, law. And Judaism has all of those things. Judaism is the shared domain where we can find an endless number of unshared identities. All I'm able to say about it then is that I encourage us all to figure out what it is in Judaism that is your thisness The thing that you can say, this is it, this is what I love about Judaism. This is the part of my Jewishness that I care about. Let's not define ourselves only by what we're not, but let's also, not just settle for saying that we're Jewish, for claiming the identity and then leaving it at that. What is our Jewishness? Or more to the point, what is your Jewishness? On Passover, which we just celebrated, we're told to, to tell the story of our people to our children. And you shall tell this to your child on that day saying, Ba'avur ze." Because of this, because of this, because of what God did for me when I left Egypt, what will be our this? What will we tell our children this was all about for us? For what purpose were we freed? What will we do with our freedom? What will we tell our children about who we are? That's the question that I've been asking myself lately. And that's the question I I leave you with today. Shabbat Shalom.